Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. Well, I'm here today with Graham Cobb, the president and CEO of the Bentonville Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for talking with me today, Graham. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Honored. And I feel um, honored that I got to do this on your one-year anniversary of being president and CEO of the Chamber. That's right. It's my Bentonville birthday, I guess. (laughs) You can thank Facebook for reminding us that that I started today, a year ago. And you moved here from, from Little Rock. That's right. I moved... So I had technically uh, began work the 16th of November 2017, moved up here um, the day after Thanksgiving, and it was, it was a lot like uh, a freshman in college. My wife and kids dropped me off and got back in the car and drove back to Little Rock, <laughs> so it very much felt like I was, uh, I was being dropped off at the dorms. Then they joined me once uh, school wrapped up for the semester for them. Well, you know, Graham, um, I noticed soon after I met you um, that you really fit as a person, a persona almost, for the direction that Bentonville seems to be naturally going. And and that's an important part of leadership. You know, do you, as a person, buy into what you're leading? And, and one thing I know, um, I don't remember when we met. How long ago was it that we met? It was the summer that we met, I believe. Okay. So not long ago. Yeah, not long ago. But I quickly noticed that you really believed in the direction Bentonville's going and you were passionate about it, and you were good at articulating where it's going. Well, I can tell you, in a, in a year, I've become a real student of, of Bentonville, and I was very happy in Little Rock. I was living a bit of a dream. I was the number two at the largest chamber in the state. That was my hometown. And, you know, the most popular person in a football stadium is the backup quarterback. So it was a good position to be in. And I, I came up here uh, to chair a conference and ended up eating at Preacher's Son and riding bikes and fell in love with Bentonville and thought, goodness, this is not any Bentonville or Benton County that I knew when my wife was in school at the University of Arkansas or when I was coming up here playing in bands, playing at JR's light bulb. I didn't know of this Benton County. Um, so what, when the opportunity arose, I, I believe it was as much an interview of the job on my part as it was an interview to me for the job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I brought my authentic self and I, I didn't want to move up here to run a regular chamber in a small town while very valuable to many small towns. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to build new things. I wanted to affect some change. And then I wanted to help um, these small businesses get on board with all this cool stuff that I saw. Get on board might not be the right term. I wanted them to see how valuable it was to them. And I wanted them to feel like they were happening with it, not 
it was happening to them, right? Um, and I've been afforded a great deal of opportunity to learn about Bentonville. Um, our volunteer leadership, the board and the executive board, they've helped me a great deal plug in um, with stakeholders at, at uh, myriad levels and myriad organizations. Um, so very fortunate to meet with Crystal Bridges on a regular basis and very fortunate to meet with Runway on a regular basis and Rope Swing and very fortunate to meet with NWAC and the Amazium and visit Bentonville and the city of Bentonville uh, on a consistent weekly basis. And that has allowed me to, um, to learn and it's allowed me, as I've learned, uh, to catch kind of organically grow more and more enthusiastic about the direction we're going and how we're getting there. That's really exciting, Graham. You know, um, there's a professor from Harvard that came up with the four capabilities of, of leadership, um, or at least uh, she articulated them in a really nice article. Um, but they're visioning, inventing, relating, and sense-making. And I noticed when we met, when you were talking about all of the things that you had done in the few months you'd been here, and I know you'd probably been here by six months, uh, maybe a little longer by that point. I think it was about six months. But you, um, you were telling me about all the things you had been learning and about the area. And one of the things that occurred to me was, well, you love mountain biking. You've got a young family. You're entrepreneurial. And so you, you really fit with kind of the, the new people that are moving to Bentonville in, in that way. How, long, how did you get interested in mountain biking? Oh, goodness. It, it changed my life. So um, uh, I got into road biking um, just as a healthy habit. And I needed a few of those. <laughs> and so I guess about a dozen years ago, um, I bought a bike. And, you know, you can't buy a bike and not ride it. So I saw it every day and I started getting up and, uh, and riding it in the mornings. I'd ride the river trail in Little Rock. And my wife joked that I, would, I was waking up at a time that I used to be getting home from playing music. Because I would hit the road by 5 a.m on my bike every morning. Little did I know that that would soon be late for me to hit the road on my bike. So I, I, I rode and it was really neat. I got to ride with my father, who's 30 years older than I am. Um, and we got to share many sunrises on the river trail when I was, you know, 30 years old and he's 60. And that's, that's pretty unique. And then, um, then I tried mountain biking and everything changed. Um, for a time being, I fell in love with it. To me, um, I was not an athletic kid and I grew up in a, in a culture where you either played in bands or you skateboarded or you did both. And I wanted so badly to skateboard. It looked so awesome. And mountain biking to me seemed like it, it, that must be what skateboarding feels like. Swooping and gliding and the, the kind of the flow of it, right? Um, and then also this natural connection to nature. Um, I grew up with a dad who hunted. 
Um, but I never really got into hunting. I didn't have anything against it and I still don't, but for whatever reason, I never gravitated towards it. Um, and mountain biking kind of filled that cup a little bit for me. Um, and then another thing that, that it really, a box it really checked was uh, personal growth. Um, I always, I was in sales at the time when I, when I got into mountain biking and to me, it was like overcoming an objection. <laughs> so it, there's no, no one telling you, you can only try to get up that hill once, or you can only try to clear that rock garden once, or you can only try to clear those doubles, cross that gap one time. You can do it as many times as you want. It's a competition against a trail that has been built or a competition against your own skill set or or your own mental uh, perception of whether or not you can get across that. Um, so that that is how I got into to mountain biking. Once I found mountain biking, I put the road bike away for a little while. And then when I had kids and realized how much I enjoyed spending Saturdays with them, living in Little Rock, Arkansas, I had to put my bike on my car, drive half an hour or 45 minutes to get a good mountain bike ride in and come back. I didn't want to waste those hours as these kids were growing. So that is when I got back into road riding and would road ride every morning. And it wasn't until I moved to Bentonville that that switched a bit again, because now I lived with Kohler Mountain Bike Preserve in my backyard. And now I work three blocks away from Slaughter Pen. Um, so mountain biking has now become accessible to me again. And um, it has been just an invaluable tool uh, over the last year, an invaluable piece of this to see, oh yes, this is talent attraction. This is, this is impacting our quality of life. To be able to, I can hit slaughter pin if I'm stressing out about work. And sometimes you just can't fix things right away. Yep. Right? Well, I hit slaughter pin, and in about 30 seconds, I am no longer thinking about work. I am thinking about the skinny bridge that I'm on, or the rock ledge, or the jump that I'm about to hit. So it really helps to hit that refresh button, um, kind of let you refocus, um, the penalty for pain will cause you to turn off work real fast. Well, that is true. Um, one thing about mountain biking, more than most things, is you have to focus yes. or you're going to crash. Yeah. Uh, yes. And that helps you reset. It's almost like a computer um, when you have to sometimes turn it off and turn it on again. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of focus like that's almost like a reset. It is interesting because you have to focus, but you cannot, you can't force it. You have to focus, but at the same time, you've got to relax. You, you, you really can't stress up, you know, you can't tense up physically. You have to, to go with it and trust it. And uh, you also have to know that you're going to fall at some point in time. So <laughs> there's that, there's that as well. So, and that's a, something about Bentonville that's just really remarkable that's come on in the past uh, few years. and Right. And now there are actually people moving here because of that. I know many people that have moved here because of the trails. Um, well, we've had students that 
you know, we're considering several options and and that was one of the factors that kind of pushed them over the edge to say, you know, other things being equal, you know, Northwest Arkansas has got better biking, mountain biking. I'd rather live there. Right. Well, I mean, you look at, at placemaking matters. And um, when you when you believe that you have options, whether or not you really do, of where you live or work, you know, the most talented people in America have a choice of where they go to work. Yeah. They also have a choice of where they live. And, and now more than ever, that is uh, maybe elevated um, when it comes to a priority because you can work from home a lot or work remotely. You can get a lot of work done from different places. So we know that quality of place is a key economic decision driver. And there is no place period, that has the access to trails of this caliber with this proximity to high-level businesses um, than, than does Bentonville. Northwest Arkansas, but Bentonville and Benton County, when you think about 1,400 vendor offices that are doing business with the number one client, Fortune One, uh, a dozen of those employ over a hundred folks. I mean, these are serious. You know, we over-index. I want to say I think it's five hundred and fifty percent for corporate professional jobs. No, I didn't know that. Northwest Arkansas does. Wow. I mean, the opportunity. I'm not surprised. Right, it I makes mean... sense. But goodness, yeah. You know, that's that's pretty unbelievable. So uh, we see that that uh, it doesn't surprise me that students move here because of that key piece. Um, it's a fast-growing sport. It's accessible um, and it's enjoyable at multiple skill and fitness levels. Um, but we see, and, and you look at Colorado, so Luis Benitez, who is um, in the Office of uh, Outdoor Recreation as Economic Development for co the state of Colorado, um, he says, you know, when, when you recreate somewhere, you come, you go somewhere to recreate. You begin to believe that talent would want to be there, right? Because we see ourselves as talented individuals. So you go somewhere, you ride your bike. You then have dinner or a coffee, or you go to see Art for a New Understanding, Native Voices, the exhibit that's at Crystal Bridges right now, Native American art from 1950 to present. You go to that and you start to say, wow, I bet, I bet there's smart people that live here. And if they're not, I bet I can get the people that I need to help my business to move here. You know what? My family would love it here. And you start having all of these subconscious kind of changes in your attitude towards a place. So recreation, absolutely, is kind of this gateway to relocation. We saw it at Outer Bike. We hosted... I went to that. Right. Yeah. And we hosted 10 companies for a mountain bike festival <laughs> that we had found through social media and digital media and 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 brought them in on purpose. We, we identified adventurepreneurs because we, we contend that Sam Walton is the original adventurepreneur. You know, many an early business meeting on the Kings River, right? 
many in the famous one with Procter and Gamble. Right. And that led to a huge change. Right. And and the way he would fly his plane and tilt it and identify opportunities, whether it is for a distribution center or for a new retail <laughs> space. So we look to find adventurepreneurs, also known as people that over-index for mountain biking, that are founders, CEOs, high-level tech talent, or an owner of a company. Um, and we looked in markets that are increasingly cost-prohibitive for expanding your business. Brought these folks in and, and Matt, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, I bet 90% of them said to me, thank you so much for having us. This is going to be a great weekend. I feel like I need to let you know up front, we are not moving to Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm not moving my company from Dallas to Bentonville. I'm not moving my company from Austin to Bentonville. You know what? My son is about to get out of college and he's going to join us in Kansas City. We're not coming to Bentonville. We then rode bikes. We met at Grit Studios on Saturday morning. For coffee, that may have been a misstep on my part in scheduling that because breaking news, mountain bikers don't like to get up at six in the morning for coffee. They will get up at six in the morning to ride mountain bikes. Um, so then we rode mountain bikes all day and we met back up at the holler. And I let everyone, this wasn't a sales pitch. It was you do you in Bentonville. Go enjoy the trails the way you want to enjoy them. Ride the bikes you want to ride. Hang out with the people you want to hang out with. Grab lunch with us if you want. Please join us. For, for drinks and snacks at the holler at 6 o'clock. And what I found out was that the holler, people began to say to me, we had no idea. I, I have to be honest. I thought this was going to be a sleepy, boring, quiet town. This is amazing. I had a gentleman from Dallas come up and say, how did you know that I was looking to relocate. I said, well, we did some research and you just exited a company that you had built yourself and you are now a C-level officer, but not a decision maker per se within this organization. You have two small children. You love to play outdoors. You kind of look like a serial entrepreneur and you live in Dallas. Thought you might want to come back. Having having a spouse come to me and say, um, so uh, my son is about to graduate. I told you he was going to move back in with us in uh, at Kansas City. I have told him that he needs to come and visit Bentonville first. My one concern is how many of these girls at the holler are single? <laughs> so when mom is asking that question, minds have changed. They've come to recreate and now they can see why it would be valuable to relocate. So all of that to say, uh, we believe that we are building out product to become a stronger and stronger magnet for top talent and businesses to relocate to Bentonville based on key, unique, differentiating quality of life product. Well, you articulated what I had just described at the beginning you made sense of what was going on, but you also have done what I call visioning, you, or hope-making about the future. Here's where we're going. And 
that's attractive to people. Um, you know, I mean, it, it is true if they experience it and they, they like it. Of course, that's one thing. But we need people that can articulate these things. And, and so, so one thing I'd like to ask you about, um, you mentioned that you spend a lot of time meeting with lots of other organizations. Right. Including, for example, the Northwest Arkansas Council. And Northwest Arkansas Council has been historically a very important organization in Northwest Arkansas because it, uh, I mean, they were key in creating XNA. Oh, XNA, 49? Yeah. Bella Vista Bypass? Absolutely. And and Northwest Arkansas is growing quickly. Bentonville's growing very quickly. Yeah. We're going to need lots of infrastructure to that's, deal with all this. That's correct. So how do you collaborate with the Northwest Arkansas Council and this government and everything in terms of making sure that we will have the right infrastructure? That's a great question. Um, well, even beyond the Northwest Arkansas Council, there are organizations uh, that help educate and um and, and model some opportunity to improve the infrastructure. Um, you know, you have to be able to get in and out of here. And Northwest, the Northwest Arkansas Council continues to work every day. I know that Mike Harvey and Nelson wake up every day and try to uh, bring in additional airlines to XNA to bring the cost down. Um, I, I know this to be true. They meet quarterly with a handful of airlines to try to get that cost down. Um, we meet uh, the the five chambers: Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Siloam, and Bentonville. We meet weekly with, I'm sorry, we meet monthly with the Northwest Arkansas Council um, to talk about challenges and opportunities within our own, within our own communities, and that helps us not argue over stop signs, not argue over stoplights, which improves infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest the biggest thing we can do, the biggest opportunity we have is to learn from the good and bad of other communities that have grown this quickly. Specifically, you know, I would look at an Austin. Specifically, I would look at a Nashville and maybe even an Atlanta 20 years ago. Um we can grow in a way but through technology that allows us to move people in a different fashion. Um, I went with um, Bike NWA, the region's um, cycling ad- advocacy organization. We went to Indianapolis to a convention called Places for Bikes that's put on by People for Bikes, which is a national organization. They actually did the research um that produced the data the Walton Family Foundation used in their economic development study on cycling. Um, but it was focused on, on trail building for transportation. We've knocked it out of the park in Northwest Arkansas on soft, service, soft surface and greenway trails. We don't have protected bike lanes necessarily. Fayetteville is leading in this area with bike share programs and protected bike lanes. And Springdale is doing a lot to try to um, have living charrettes, if you will, of what it would look like if you put a road on a diet, if you put a protected bike lane in. Um, so I think we, we can learn there. We can continue to learn. 
Uh, we can continue to have discussions with, um, uh, you know, the Northwest Arkansas Council brought in a great group to discuss um, smart bus rapid transit as an option. Um, so I think there's opportunity there to move people uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a way that's acceptable to them. Because here's the deal. We don't have a traffic problem. We have an expectations problem. That that may that is not going to get me elected to an office, <laughs> and that's okay because I'm not running for anything. But you know, places that are dynamic, where the economy is booming, attract people. We're going to keep growing. That's a great thing. How many places would swap days with us? Oh, would know. swap rush hours with us for the economic opportunity. So, you know, there's a there's a lot in place, and I think 71B is going through a study in Fayetteville right now. Yep. Um, we have things that are in process to certainly the Walmart home office changing location will cause us to look differently and move differently, but uh, it's a heck of an opportunity. It's not, it's a challenge that we don't ignore, but it's more of an opportunity than it is an issue. Well, you know, just recently, a study came out that showed that Arkansas's economy grew 4.4% in Q2, which made Arkansas the 10th fastest growing in the nation. Hmm. But a lot of that really was driven by... That's been in Washington County. Yeah. Right. And, of course, we see that very clearly. Right. Have there been... Are you aware of any studies that show where these people are moving from? Yes. Uh, Mervyn yeah. has spoken to this. He um, has, yeah. I, don't, uh, I just don't recall. Off the top of... So, it's interesting. that The majority of them are coming from outside of Arkansas. Yes. But we clearly. have... We have... And they're coming from... Coasts and second cities. We still have quite a bit of in-state migration. Right. You know, so you have as many people that moved here last year from Los Angeles County as you do people that moved here from Polk County. That in itself presents issues when you want, uh, or challenges, as you look to be an economy that embraces and utilizes all different levels of talent. Right. And it offers the same high level of life and quality of life to all. And that's why you see we, we are very fortunate with the Northwest Arkansas Council and the Walton Family Foundation, as well as the University of Arkansas, that there's, there's a consistent cadence of improvement that ranks priority of uh, quality of life as a high priority. So you're looking at affordable housing. You're looking at making transportation affordable and easy. You're looking at education. You're looking at, of all levels, post-secondary all the way down to early childhood enrichment. We, we really benefit from um, some aggressive philanthropy that invests in the towns they, in which they grew up that invests in making this place great for everyone. Graham, thank you so much for taking time to, to meet with me and talk about this, and thank you for your leadership here. 
Matt, appreciate it. Matt, thank you. I, I appreciate it, and I enjoy your friendship. I appreciate the opportunity to, to work with you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic.